I'm Justin Barsha, and you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. This is Jason Wygant. You're not listening to Podcast Podcast. This is like at least third or fourth best Moto X Pod Show. Episode 120 of the Moto X Pod Show. We are back after a brand new race at Nashville. Pretty rad time. Pretty incredible race. Lots of drama. Lots of excitement. What a freaking time to be alive in Supercross, right? Uh, man, just can't. I don't know if it can get a whole lot better than what we've got to see this year. Nashville was amazing. Um, episode 120 of the Moto X Pod Show is brought to you by Torque One Racing, our title sponsor. They make amazing hard parts, handlebars, shifters, brake pedals, much more. Hit up Johnny at TorqueOneRacing.com. They have a passion for the racing industry. Follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, so, like I said, also we got Shock Socks, the original number one 10-second removable fork seal protector, MX Girl Designs for all your graphics needs, Power Band Racing for your WP suspension, uh, servicing, fly racing, best gear on the planet, Mad, Mad Jack Synthetics for Amsoil, Dane Evans will hook you up, all sport dynamics, wrist braces, works wheels and mods for motor work, coating, suspension work other than WP, extreme colors if you want a custom painted helmet, Kyle Tucker, Keller Williams, key partners, and that is, uh, that's the list. If you want to go on motoxpodshow.com, there is a sponsor page that has links to all our sponsors. As uh, also has links to our YouTube, our Instagram, all that good stuff. Um, yeah, so uh, we've heard a lot, as we talked about in the last few weeks, you hear a lot of the talking of the races on the other shows. So I'll probably get somebody on here. We'll, we'll have a quick little synopsis of Nashville, but not too much. Uh, this weekend, I had my buddy Wes Cargo go with me. He helped out with some of the videoing. A lot of you guys were commenting on our YouTube channel that, you know, we need better better mics and all that. We are working on that. Uh, I just used a little GoPro session. Not the best camera for what I'm doing, but it's what I've got at the moment, so we'll get it going. Patreon.com, you guys know what's up with that. If you want to be supporters of the Moto X-Pod show, go to Patreon.com. You can sign up and, you know, give a little bit of, of your hard-earned money towards the show each month. It doesn't matter how much, but it helps out tremendously. Uh, we'll be going to Denver this weekend. A lot of that is because of some of the Patreon money that we've gotten. We appreciate it greatly. Patreon.com. Search out Moto X Pod Show. Um, had a couple winners and some contests in the last couple weeks. We did the fly giveaway. I don't have any of that in my notes, so sorry. Um, but yeah, so quick little break. Just uh, wanted to do this quick opening. Uh, we've got Ryder Floyd on tonight who won the first round of the 250 class in the Canadian Arena Cross, the, the Rockstar Triple Crown. We've got Elizabeth Hooker, who was this week's Makeup to Mud, um, arguably the best Makeup to Mud to date. Uh, obviously, we, we love some of our other friends, Taylor Hyman, Kiana Clay, but those those are some really good. Elizabeth's was really amazing. 
good moto content. Awesome work by Feld for doing that. Toyota. Uh, my buddy Chad Mayo is going to be on. He has wrenched for John Short this last weekend. He also raced Supercross Futures in Houston. Want to get his take on that. He's a local vet rider. Uh, he's a Texas sandbagger, as we like to say, like myself. So we're going to get him on a little bit. And then John Anderson from W Wheels. He'll be on tonight also. So like I said, quick break, and we'll be back. All right, so I got a special guest on for the uh, for this intro. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Nashville. He's the one and only Dune Goon, Travis Marks. What's up, dude? What's up? How's it going? Going good, man. Just uh, recording another episode, episode 120 of the Moto X Pod show. Knocking them out, man. Yeah, we're uh, we're we're we don't miss many weeks. So, and I guess I'll announce it here so our listeners can complain. But I will not be doing a show next Tuesday night. I'm gonna take the week off because we're flying back in from Denver like Monday night, and it's just not gonna be able to get one in Tuesday. I'm actually take a week off. But anyway, we we try not to miss very many weeks. Yeah, I think that's I think that's fair. I'm I'm spread a little thin right now between this and the pulp show and work and the bit of traveling I've been doing. You know, now that I've done this will be a few weeks in a row. Um, I, I really kind of see how it's difficult on these guys. You know, but I have a regular nine to five job added on top of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's uh, it's got to be tough being famous, Dark Side. <laughs> I don't know about all that, but uh, <laughs> um, it's fun, man. I mean, honestly, since starting the wrap-up show for steve and um it's been cool man i i feel like a little more legit you know i've had a lot of our listeners say you got you have to get that mindset that you're 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 legit you know media source and it's it hasn't completely sunk in but i i honestly after houston i i really do feel that way yeah i mean and even if you don't you gotta fake it till you make it (laughs) right right pretend that you feel like you're legit either way so that it comes sure. across that way to other people but yeah you guys are, you guys are doing good absolutely well man you did not uh you weren't at denver you don't get to make very many of these races um not denver nashville excuse me but nashville, um yeah. a lot of crazy stuff with this race um you know a lot of there's a number of injuries we had eli win a race um let's see we had cooper win uh get what do you get third Marvin Crash trying to catch up. Um, Forkner's hurt. He's out. The points lead is now three points between Chase and himself. Um, talk about some things that like really stood out to you, whether it be the racing, the track, just what you could see of the stadium. You know, the, the I don't know what what stood out from this event. Um, I, I think the first thing that comes to mind is that Cooper Webb can do no wrong. You know, I think. <laughs> I think the the old saying where when it's your year, it's your year is is uh, presenting itself to be more true than ever. Yep. You know, I I mean he went down with Alessi, and I I'm of the opinion that that was that was pretty much his fault. Uh, you know, the rare mistake that he's made this year, and even even then when it might have cost him, he probably you know obviously would have made it through the LCQ had he not made it through the heat anyway. Uh, he kind of got a little gift with the red flag and the restart. So it's just like, that's, that's probably the biggest thing to me so far, um, from Nashville is, is Matt. He, he just, uh, Cooper, when it's your year web is what yes. we're going to call him. I actually said that out loud when the red flag came out because, you know, he, he probably, like you said, would have went to the LCQ and done fine. But then the the red flag comes out. I was like, wow, another break for Cooper, you know? And it's just, yeah, yeah nothing. To, I'm not certainly not hating on the guy. It's, I mean, it's his year and he deserves it. He's working his ass off for it, but, um, it's, yeah, it's yeah. just weird the way things go. And then, and, and the, 
you know, the mere image of that or the, the opposite is, uh, is Ken. Nothing goes right. Can't, can't catch a break. If you didn't have bad luck, you'd have none at all. It's just, it's, it's unreal. And I, I think, I don't remember who said it. Somebody had texted his wife and, and she said, we're just laughing at this point. I mean, I mean, what more can you do? Honestly, like it doesn't matter what he does. It just seems like the anvil is falling on him every time anymore. Um, yeah. but all things considered, he's got to be, obviously he's not going to be happy, but he, he can't be too bummed about it and let it get to him too much considering what he's gone through in the last couple of years. I think, just getting through a full season will be an accomplishment in itself. And I think as long as he keeps that mindset as hard as it may be, I think, I think that'll be good for him going forward. Yeah. I think it seems like he got his, uh, his little health issue or whatever he was having figured out when he went out to California, uh, you know, his weeks have improved. So that he's definitely got to take some positives away from that. And the speed that he was going through that second set of whoops. I think I've said that a few times this evening. Um, <laughs> Like I said that night, I said I haven't seen anybody go through a set of whoops that fast since James Stewart. It like there's a, I, I rewatched the race last night with my fiance. Um, we hadn't got to the mains yet, but in the heat race, he passes a lapper so fast that it's literally the dude's a blur. Like they, yeah. the the camera couldn't focus on the guy because because <laughs> Kenny was going so damn fast. He's been he's been flying. I think that's the that's probably one of the biggest talking points about him every week anymore is. You know, on the weeks that he feels good anyway is the whoop speed. And that I think that just shows that he's feeling good. He's feeling comfortable. The bike feels good. You know, he's firing on all cylinders. And I, it's, if it weren't for that bad luck, I feel like we would have seen that win by now. But oh, man, yeah. He's, yeah. Hey, it'll, it'll come. You know, maybe even if not this year, there's still three races left. Um, I, you know. I think he'll be right in the mix again next year. Right. So since you've been watching and involved in, in the sport of Supercross, where would you where do you think this season rates for you? Um, because to me, it's got to be top three or four. Um, yeah, I would put it up there. Uh, as far as competition and, and things being close, it's got to be it's got to be right up there. I mean, the last few years of you know you you have the Dungey years where he kind of does what Webb is almost doing this year, where he kind right. of you know does what he has to every every race but then the beginning of this year um with as many different winners and as many different points leaders as there were you wouldn't have thought that that it would be uh web with a 21 point lead at the end of or with three races to go i don't yeah. i don't think you know you and obviously as a fan you want it to stay close and that's not always what you get but um yeah as far as competition i think it's been right up there obviously having um, Eli and, and Muska and Roxon have less issues would have been ideal. Um, but you know, that's, that's the sport of supercross. That's 17 rounds of a championship. So what can you do? You know, but yeah, I would put it up there. I would put it up there in my top, top two or three in seasons that I can remember. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, then you have again, some bad luck, which I think a lot of us have known, could come very easily with uh, Austin Fortner crashing because he's had some scary moments almost every single round. Uh, was that something that you kind of anticipated coming at some point, an injury? You know, you, you yeah, you almost have to. It's, <laughs> as many times as he's had get-offs, you know, small or big in practice and qualifying, you kind of have to have that in the back of your head. Like, man, one of these times is going to bite him. But then after a while, it, it almost seemed like, uh, maybe not. He's just going to get away with it, but <laughs> right. It, he, but he didn't, you know. And and 
I sent out a tweet. You know, I'm not I'm not the biggest Forkner fan. I think he had a little bit of growing to do. You know, the 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 temper tantrums and the attitude I think needed some work and it seems like he's he's getting there and he's working on that. He's still young, but man, to say that he wasn't uh the class of the field would would be a lie. He he had everyone covered and then some and to see him do this, whether you like him or not, I I don't feel like you can't help but feel for him, you know, because he had it. He he was going for it. But hundred percent. Yeah. So pretty exciting, pretty exciting night at Nashville. Uh, hate that you didn't make it out. You, uh, you've only been to what two this year or just Glendale or. Oh, yeah, just one. I wanted okay. to get more and I didn't, I just didn't know how things would go with, uh, with open mix fantasy. So I <laughs> didn't schedule any more and right. You know, maybe, maybe one of these years I'll get to go to more. We'll so, see. so every, you know, every Saturday night we, we as Supercross fans get super excited. Can't wait for seven o'clock to hit. Um, what, what do you feel at six fifty five on Saturday night? And I still, I still get excited. I'm, I'm pumped. I love watching the races. Um, you know, I feel like my excitement is a little more because of fantasy as dumb as that may sound. Um, and, and you know, I can't win anything, so I don't know why I care so much. Right. But, but. So while that kind of like gets me a little more excited, I'm still just glued to the TV. I, I love watching the races. I love seeing everything, everything going on. And yeah. I feel lucky that I get to be a you know part of this sport in a small way. I don't feel like I'm anybody special still or anything like that. But man, to to get to work in the industry uh, in a small way, I, I feel like is really cool, and it makes me. It makes me appreciate watching the races more in in turn. So yeah, um, yeah, I'm always I'm always excited right before the races. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to go anywhere. I want to just sit and watch the races. That's what I want to. Yeah, do. I, I think I was kind of more getting at. Are you like a nervous wreck because what if the site fails or something? Because as soon as one little thing goes wrong, people just you know as they do on Twitter or whatnot, <laughs> it's like fucking marks. Damn it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean it's. There's always that in the back of my mind. It's, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of diminished a little bit over time. I feel like things have have gone pretty smoothly for a while now. Right. Um, but there's always that in the back of my mind where I feel like, man, if something does go wrong, where you know, for the most part, I'm able to fix it on the fly if if it's something small. Um, and I've I've even missed a couple of races where I was like at a hockey game or at a comedy show a couple <laughs> times this year, and, yeah. and those were like those were like the real tests, and I. I tried really hard not to be in my phone and, um, you know, keep checking on things. Normally, I would get a text if if anything really bad would happen. But honestly, it's been pretty good. So it's cool. been, it's made coming up to the races, you know, when right before race time, even more exciting and more enjoyable. So yeah, well, you you didn't uh, you didn't fix my score. <laughs> there was a scoring <laughs> issue that I had at Houston and I think Seattle too, where. I'm pretty sure something went wrong. It wasn't. It couldn't have been my picks. It was something with the scoring. I fixed mine. Oh yeah, yeah. With that, what did you get? Like 300 this week? Yeah, I got 300 this week. Damn, that's. that's I don't far even, and away, far and away the best I've ever done, and I was pretty pumped on it. Hell so yeah, yeah. I should just retire now and, yeah. and call it good. I think everybody like in our group text was congratulating you. I was like, yeah, "Fuck you, Marks." <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I no. I'm not congratulating you on being yeah, me. Absolutely yeah. not. But yeah, I screwed that's, up that's, at. Uh, that's I don't, what I expect from you. Yeah, I don't know if I told this. I think I did last week, but at Houston, I had my team picked, and you know, around five five thirty ish. I don't remember. We went down to the pits, and um, 
I was walking out there and I, I was kind of looking through my, as I was walking, looking through my, my picks, my riders. And I saw Devin yeah. Raper and I started talking to him and just visiting with him. And somehow, I don't know, I, I picked him while I was talking to him and he didn't even make the mains at the triple crown. And like, you know, I don't know. I don't remember doing it, but I was talking to him. And then the next thing I know, I go up into, into the stadium and, um, I was talking to another guy that, you know, was up in the press box and it was like six fifty five. He goes, dude, you need to go check your, you know, update your picture real quick. I was like, no, I'm good. So we're talking and like seven Oh one, I go sit down and the races start. And I'm looking at my, once the four fifty started, I was like, why do I only have three guys? showing up oh, man. and that's when it like i looked back at my pics i was like what the hell <laughs> and i almost texted you but what would be the point i couldn't you know i can't cheat so it is what it is and, and it's not the site's fault so don't even try it no it was mine i mean i i i must have subconsciously while i was talking to him clicked on his name mm-hmm. but yeah and that you know that's the bumper part you know we obviously we had a few issues at the beginning of the season both years so far so yeah. It sucks now because then people are always like, oh, what if the, the site messed up and messed up my picks? Well, but I mean, honestly, we haven't had issues for forever now. So when people, I still get emails like, oh, I must have, the site must have done this or this. And I'm just like, beat it. Like, no, it didn't. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. As long so. as you, as long as it says it saved them, you know, and I think, was it last week that they weren't, what, something happened last week. I saved mine and yeah. then it wasn't showing up It was or whatever. I had to repick, but I think you fixed that problem. Yeah, yeah, and that was. I mean, they were they were actually saving. It was just when you reloaded that page, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't showing you. Um, so uh, on the back end, there were, if you tried to save another team, you actually had two teams. Ah, uh, gotcha. Uh, with, with without knowing. Well, it's so kind it, of funny. You know, small, small little issue. That but. was the night that I picked Devin Raper, by the way. So hmm, I could have. Bl- I probably could have <laughs> blamed it on you, but whatever. No shot. Yeah, whatever. No shot. Hey man, Travis, I'll let you get back to life at, uh, in Vegas. Um, appreciate you coming on for a few minutes and discussing Nashville with me, man. And I'll, I'll see you in Vegas in what, three or four weeks. Yeah, it's coming up. Yeah. We're getting down to the wire here. So. Yep. Looking forward to it, man. Um, thanks for coming on. Yeah. Thanks for, thanks for having me on and, uh, we'll talk to you later, man. Have a good night. All right. You too, bud. See ya. All right, Travis Marks. Uh, okay. We're gonna take our first little break. Come back with the first guest of the night. Uh, Ryder Floyd, we'll be back. All right, our first guest of the night is brought to you by Shock Socks, which is the original and number one 10-second removal fork seal protector. If you don't like replacing leaky fork seals, then you need to get yourself some shock socks. Go to burnmotorsports.com, follow them on Instagram and Facebook, or even go to your local dealer and ask them for shock socks. First guest of the night, uh, he just won the first arena cr- Canadian Arena Cross in the 250 class of the year. Uh, Mr. Ryder Floyd, what's up, dude? Uh, not a whole lot. How are you guys? Doing good. So first things first, congratulations, dude. Thank you. Thank you. It was, it was uh I think it was it was definitely a surprise. Yeah, so um yeah, I was looking at the results coming back from Tennessee on Sunday and I saw your name and I, I you know, no disrespect, but I took a double take. I was like, Whoa. That and then I was yeah. super excited. No, I appreciate it. It's uh 
it's definitely, I, I think it's a start to something good. You know, it definitely surprised a lot of people, but I've been, I feel really good. So yeah, I'm excited for this weekend. So is it, are you planning on how much of the Canadian series are you, are you, are you planning on attending? Um, as of right now, uh, we're planning, I'm going to race the, uh, I'm going to race the rest of the arena cross series on the 250 and the 450. And then when the outdoor season rolls around, we're going to focus on the 250 class and then kind of, kind of go from there. You know, if we're, if we're still in the, in the, in the title chase and we're still doing really good, we're going to carry it through the outdoors and then the supercross after that. But, uh, right now we're, we're for sure going to finish the arena crosses and, and, and motocross. So. That's that's fantastic. I I had seen you at Houston, I believe, right? Were you at Houston with John Short? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so I I had seen you there, but I didn't really get much of a chance to talk to you, and I really did not realize you were going up there to do this. Um, I I had asked you about Supercross futures, and you hadn't really done any of those. Um, is that something that you just? At what point did you decide not to do those? Um, I uh, it wasn't really my decision to not do those. I uh, just from. From a financial standpoint, I I couldn't do them, so I I, I was able to do Houston, and yeah. um, I I got fourth, I got some points, and then after that, it was it was just going to be me sitting at Texas wishing I could, wishing I could race. You <laughs> okay, know? So that was that was that's kind of how it went. It was something that was it's kind of I couldn't change. Yeah, but um, it ended up working out. You know, I, I <laughs> here I am here in Canada. Well, yeah. Well, tell us about that program. Like, who's helping you? I don't. I know zero about what's going on with you up in Canada right now. Um, so, tell us how everything came about. So, um, I, a couple months ago, I, I called Cheyenne Harmon because I knew that he was racing up and he raced in Canada. Some, and I told him, I was like, "Hey, you know, I'm not sure what your what your future plans are and stuff. I, I kind of figured you're going to Canada, but if there's ever anything that comes up, you know, they need a fill in or, or anything like that, just you know, tell them I would love a chance." I'd love to come up and, and just an opportunity to come up and race for them. And, and he remembered it. And, and literally right before Houston, I got a phone call from Cheyenne asking about, he was like, hey, do you, do you still want to go to Canada? And I was like, well, yeah, you know, I'd, I'd love to. It, it's it beats sitting back at home, wishing I could race. And, yeah. and literally, literally a couple of days later, I, I rode the Yamaha 450 for two days and then I went and raced Houston. And then uh, the Thursday after Houston, I flew up here. Uh, first time to meet everybody on the team, and, and it was—I mean, we all—it's awesome. You know, we all get along, and, and everybody up here, the man like racing is—it's great. You know, it, it's—they—it's uh, it, a lot of fun. They—they—they uh, they, they take it serious. You know, but at the same time, they're—they're they're smart about it. I, yeah. I was—they told me that I could come up and race the 450 class, and that was kind of the plan. And and literally right before I flew down here. They called me and, and said that they had their 250 rider, Connor Paul, had, had gotten in a crash. He went down and got hurt, and he's like, do you, do you want to race both classes? And I was like, huh, I might as well. You know, I've got nothing to lose. There's nothing. <laughs> it's all, I, can, I can only gain from here. So came up, and, and the first time on the bike was at free practice Saturday morning. That's crazy, man. Yeah, it's yeah, it, was, it was crazy. It's a whirlwind story, and, you know, um, I'll be honest – uh, so last night on the Pulp MX show, Steve had Phil Nicoletti on, um, who I think he got fourth in the 450 class, if I'm not mistaken. And they, yeah. they were like, hey, who's this kid that won the 250 class? And Phil couldn't remember your name, and Steve didn't know who you were. And I just happened to be listening live, so I called in and was like, that's my buddy Ryder. You know, he trains with John Short. 
And uh, so, yeah, uh, and uh, Phil said that you were going pretty damn fast, you know, so that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, no, that's that's really awesome to hear, you know, because I <laughs> it was it was honestly kind of it was kind of crazy. I, I came up and and the, the free practice, honestly, I, I I wasn't real comfortable. I, the bike, it wasn't set up for me. It was set up for Connor. Yeah. And, and it, it was, I had to change a couple things and then. I kind of just mentally told myself, you know, you're here to do a job. You're here to you're here to race. You know, don't there's you don't let anything distract you. You know, ride the bike the best that you can ride it. Don't worry about anybody else. And I went out for it was crazy because I actually almost missed the qualifying for the 250. I I came off the track for a free practice on the 450. Uh huh. Came back. I had I took off my helmet, got a drink of water. I sat down for probably five minutes, and then uh, somebody. Uh, Frank had called me and said, "Hey, your uh, practice is on the uh, qualifying is on the track." So I threw my helmet on, and the kid had the bike ready, and I jumped on it and, and went to the went to the stadium. And luckily, they had red flagged it with uh, at the very end, so there was a little bit of time left. And they let me out there, and I just kind of went out there and rode. You know, the track was the track was very tough. Um, it was definitely not your typical arena cross track. Uh, it was, That's what it, I heard. It was, yeah, it, it was crazy. The conditions are crazy, but everybody had to ride in it. So yeah. I, uh, I I qualified third or third in the 250 class, which was that was kind of relief. You know, I was like I was struggling in the free practice, and and I was like, man, I'm sitting third, like that's awesome. And the 450 practice, I ran qualified fourth or fifth. So it, it was good. It, it was a little tough switching off the bikes. You know, mm-hmm. that's a, <laughs> the 250 and the 450 are already so different and then you go ahead and throw it on a little uh 20 20 second track with <laughs> ruts like an outdoor national and it, it was it was pretty crazy but it was a lot it was, it was awesome i mean I, I made it work and, and i had a lot of fun doing it and i was uh <laughs> it was it was an awesome experience you know yeah it sounds like it i mean just the, all the little stories you're telling me of you know, getting on the team last minute, just getting to ride the bike yeah. for the first time in free practice almost missing qualifying that's that's a hell of a a weekend and then for you to come out with a lead and beat I mean even like beating Tyler Medallia that's that's amazing. I mean Tyler's one of the best Canadian riders there is. Um man, I'm super pumped on it, you know, and um you know, tell us a little bit about the Rockstar Triple Crown program. I heard it was, you know, they had some issues with with timing and scoring. Uh it's their second year of running this thing, but what did you think of the event overall for your first Canadian race? Um, for my first Canadian race, you know, I um, I would say it was it was pretty good. You know, yeah. they, they had a couple of a couple of issues with yep. the uh, with the timing and and stuff like that. But you know, that's it was the first round. You know, you can't you can't really be re- that mad. You know, they they had some stuff they had to work on for sure, and I think that they got it fixed, and I think it'll be good to go for Calgary. But it was it was it was definitely it was different, but at the same time, it, it was kind of like the state. You know, you got your your five minutes of free practice, and then I think it was like eight minutes of qualifying. But we only got one round of qualifying due to the track conditions and, uh, yeah. and the timing issue. So that was that was kind of a, you know we got pretty lucky in the two fifty class with that. Luckily, I made the very ending of the qualifying session, but it was a uh, it's different. But I think for the most part, you know, it's, it's kind of the same. You know, it's yeah. the same format, same layout. But, uh, well, I was gonna say, I love your attitude that you said a little while ago that you weren't really comfortable on the bike, but you, you told yourself, Hey, this is a job. And just, you had to work with what you had, you know, and you hear all these stories. Like right now, one of the hot topics is Eli Tomac. He's up, you know, he wins and then he's ninth and then he wins and he's fifth and he can't just 
can't get the bike where he wants it. That's part of what they're talking about is bike issues. I think his mom made a comment, you know, and um, there's guys like other, you know, some of the top riders like Jason Thomas will tell you, man, just get the bike at like 90% and ride it, you know, just go race. Um, and it sounds like that's what you did. And like, you're in the right mental state that, man, I, that's really impressive being so young and, you know, pretty much a rookie. That's really cool, man. I'm proud of you. No, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. It's, uh, you know, I, I have just being, just being around, uh, John short and, and Blake and those guys, you know, that's like, yep. you know, just being around them, you, you learn stuff like that. And, and, Definitely coming up here to the whole new bike. I've been riding a, a, a stock Honda for the past couple months, and coming up here and getting on the Yamaha was it was quite a bit different. But uh, the, the bike was awesome. I mean, Merge Merge uh, it's it's uh, it's very fast, and and considering somebody else's suspension, it handled awesome. You know, we made a couple of adjustments, and yeah. it was it was good to go. So yeah, you did the opposite of what John did. He went from Yamaha to Honda. You went from Honda to Yamaha. Um, talk talk about like just some things that you felt like with the Yamaha maybe that you were impressed with that you weren't aware it did. Is there anything that stood out? Um, I, um, I will say I'm, I'm a huge Honda fan. I, Me too. I really love Hondas and, but the Yamaha merge and man, look, they, they've got these bikes so good. Like they are, these are the best Yamahas I've ever ridden in my life. I mean, my Yamaha, I mean, my, my Yamaha 450 last year was, I thought was really good at the time. And I yeah. got, I got on this bike and it was like, man, <laughs> this, this is, this is awesome. You know, this, this, they got, they, they've got it working really good. So I, I like the bikes a lot. Yeah. Well, it seems like it. If you, you went out and win or won. Um, so like, tell me what your expectation was before the event started. And then after that, tell me now that you've won one, where, where are your expectations? So, uh, uh, before, like before the race and all that, um, I came up here and, you know, I wanted to do good because sure. I, I've worked, I've worked really, really hard for, uh, I feel like a, a while now and, and, and the, I get these setbacks that I can't change and, and it, it's hard, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to sit back and, and not be able to, and not be able to go out there and race and, and show people what you can do. And, and I told myself when I was up here that, that I'm just going to do the best I can. Uh, I, I went back to the hotel room before the race and, and I just kind of, I, I sat down and took a nap and just, and, and honestly, I just, in my head, I just envisioned it. I just, uh, just a whole shot, whole shot, whole shot, it, whole shot. It. I just kept telling myself, whole shot it and do the best you can. You know, that's yeah. past. All you can do is learn. You know, there's a reason they passed you find out why. And, and I ended up, uh, pull, I pulled the whole shot in the heat race and, uh, won that. And, uh, right now I was almost had the whole shot in the heat race. And then uh, I won the heat race, and then the 450 class, I got a, a second-place start right behind Phil, and I finished second. And going into May, I just kept telling myself, you know, there's nothing, nothing impossible. You know, I've worked hard for this. This is, you know, this is what I, this is what I want to be a job. This is, yeah. if I'm going to do it, I need to do it. So I was on the gate, you know, it was, it was good because I was, I was nervous, but it was a good nervous. You know, I, I wasn't worried about the competitors or yeah, I wasn't worried about anything else. I was just, just going to ride the track as hard as I could ride it. And, and that's, that's kind of what I did. I got the start and as soon as I got the start, I just told myself to ride the track, you know, do, do all you can do. And, and I was, I was pretty smooth. And the one thing that was really getting me was the lappers. I was, I, I ran into a lapper on the second lap. And oh, that, you know, that kinda, yeah, I know. So it kind of started right there and it was, it was pretty tough. 
um, the laughing situation, but I just kept just kept pushing. I kept charging every spot I could charge, and and every time I just going through the tough corners, just making sure in my head, telling myself, you know, just just smooth, steady, smooth, steady, and, and, right. and it worked. So it's it's good. I mean, it's it's mentally, I think I'm I'm the best. I mentally, physically, I mean, I feel like I'm the best I've ever been. Love it, man. You know, you know who believes in the visual visualization thing that you were talking about, don't you? Uh, my is it, don't, is it Michael Gage? Oh yeah, he's all about visual visual oh, yeah. visualization. He uh he tells me all the time, you know, when you're driving, like he he you know he's a truck driver now full time, and uh you know I always say, man, listen to these podcasts, listen to our show, listen to these other shows. He's like, nope, when I'm driving, man, I'm I'm thinking about racing. I'm I'm visualizing racing. Yeah. So yeah, he's he's all in on that, and it sounds like it worked for you. No, it, it really, I mean, like coming up here, I just, I just, just told myself, you know, just, just envision it and, and yep. believe in it with everything I've got. And that's, that's exactly just kind of what I've been doing. And, and it's, I mean, it's working, you know, and I will say the track was, the track was a lot different this weekend, but I feel good on the bike. Yeah. You know, I, I feel good behind the gate. So it's, uh. I feel like it's coming together. I mean, I'm very, very grateful that I got this opportunity to come up here and do this. You know, I'm, I'm on a really, really good team, a really good program. The, the bikes are awesome, and, and I'm, 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 I'm pumped that I was ready. You know, definitely. I, 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 all, all those times that I, you know, it's kind of like, man, like, is this even doable? Why am I doing it? <laughs> it, it's, it's, you know, it, it's, it makes sense now. It, it's kind of coming together, and, and it makes it a lot easier. Fantastic. Makes it a lot easier to do. So yeah. Well, for our listeners that want to follow you on Instagram, it's at Ryder Floyd two nine six. Man, I'm I'm so proud of you. Um, I just want to. I hope you continue to do well. Um, What? Hey, I know that the races are broad. Like you you can watch them on the Rockstar uh, Rockstar Triple Crown website live. But is there a way to watch them replayed, or do you even know? Um, I think replayed. Uh, I know that it's on YouTube. Oh, okay. But, um, uh, there's this, there's an app. Uh, two, I think it's Two Wheel Motorsports, and uh, they do it. They actually do it live, and then you can go back and watch it. Oh, uh, nice. That's the, only, that's, that's the only other way I know. But YouTube and, and the uh, two. Let me let me give you the exact name. It won't take me just a second. It's uh, uh, Two Wheel TV. Two Wheel TV. Yeah, and uh, it and you can go back and watch it. And you can also watch it live. So it's uh, perfect. Yeah. Nice. All right. Well, Ryder, man, thanks for coming on. Um, again, congratulations. It's really cool seeing where you've come from when you, you know, coming out and training with Michael Gage and just watching you uh, come up through the ranks in Texas. And man, look at what you're doing now. It's pretty, pretty badass. No, I, I really appreciate it. And thanks for having me on. You know, this is. Uh, <laughs> It's, it's, it is, you know, I remember growing up in Michael Gage and everybody being at the track in Texas. And, yep. and <laughs> it, it, I don't know. It, it's, a, it's a pretty crazy feeling, but I'm, I'm glad I'm here and I'm, I'm grateful I can do it. So. Definitely. Enjoy it. Keep it up. Stay safe. And uh, I'll be in Denver this weekend, but I will do everything I can to watch. Are you racing Calgary this weekend, correct? Yes, uh, uh, Saturday in Calgary. Saturday. Cool. I'll do everything I can to watch it when I get back to the hotel Saturday night, try to watch the replay and uh, see how it goes. Yep. Perfect. And uh, thank you for having me on. Yes, sir. Ryder, be safe and I'll talk to you soon, buddy. Sounds good. You too. Bye. All right, man. Thanks. Ryder Floyd. Uh, yeah. He's like I said, he's a, a young, as a young kid, he would come out here to East Texas and train with my buddy, as I said, and 
seen them at a lot of local tracks, um, Paris motocross and some of the, the East Texas tracks and it's come a long way. And, you know, hopefully, hopefully that he'll win a few more. Cause, uh, that's pretty cool to see that happen. Uh, he's going to have his hands full with guys like Tyler Medallia, but, uh, hopefully he'll keep it up. All right. Taking a break. Be back. Since 1998, Fly Racing has been focused on developing the best gear possible. With research and development, they have become a leader in safety and comfort. Fly Racing is worn by many of the top athletes in motocross and supercross, including Weston Pike, Blake Baggett, Zach Osborne, Andrew Short, Damon Bradshaw, and Adam and Tyler Antonap. Seven dudes, Trey. I wear fly You wear fly too. 2019 Fly Racing line includes the popular Light Hydrogen, the new Evolution DST line, the all-new women's light line, a redesigned F2 helmet, the FR5 boot, and Zone and Zone Pro goggles. Fly Racing also has hard parts for mountain bike products and snow gear. Go to flyracing.com or check out your local dealer for more info. Hey Kylie, does your husband have to deal with leaking shafts? No way, Kathy. He uses Shock Socks, the original and number one 10-second removable fork sill protector. Looks like the best way to keep grit and grime out of your fork seals. So if you don't want the headache and expense of constantly replacing fork seals, get Shock Socks. Go to shocksocks.com and visit them on Facebook to pick your color. And don't forget, they are available for street bikes too. Dark Side here. Are you guys in the market for a set of new custom graphics? Are you tired of the same old basic layouts the big box companies offer? Well, if so, then you need to check out MX Girl Designs. From custom graphic kits, stickers, reproductions, and even vintage, MX Girl does it all. Call or text Char at 936-828-1472 or email Char, C-H-A-R, at mxgirl.com, and that's mxgirl, G-U-R-L, and tell her Moto X-Pod sent you. Mad Jack Synthetics is an independent dealer of Amsoil Synthetic Oils. Amsoil has been around for 45 years and was the first company to bring synthetics to the general public in 1972. Since then, Amsoil has led the way in application-specific oils and fluids designed solely for your cars, trucks, motorcycles, boats, and more. We understand what your needs are when it comes to protecting your investments, whether it be your motorcycles or the vehicle you use to transport your motorcycles. Dane Evans and Mad Jack Synthetics is nationwide with customers and warehouses all across the USA and Canada. By joining the Preferred Customer Program, anybody can buy Anzoil products factory direct at wholesale pricing. Want to stock it at your shop or use it on your fleet of vehicles for your business? Would you like to become an Anzoil dealer and have a tax write-off for your trips to the track or trail and start selling Anzoil to your friends and fellow racers? With Amsoil, you get free shipping on orders over $100, even when you are a wholesale customer. Contact Dane Evans to find out how it all works. We at Mad Jack Synthetics are riders and racers just like the guys at the Moto X Pod Show. We know what you need to keep you in the game week in and week out. Amsoil Incorporated is a sponsor of many of your favorite series, Snowcross, ATV MX, Daytona Bike Week, the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally, GNCC, King of the Hammers, Hot August Nights Car Show, and Motorcycle Mechanics Institute. Contact Dane and tell him the Moto X-Pod show sent you. Let him help you save money on your maintenance using Amsoil. Contact Dane at 805-531-9551 or toll free at 855-623-5225 or at madjackdiesel.shopamsoil.com. 
Like us on, and contact us on Facebook at Dane Amsoil Guy, on Twitter at Dane underscore Evans 393, and on Instagram at Dane underscore Amsoil Guy. What's up, Moto X Pod listeners? This is Darkside, and as motocross racers, one of our top priorities is safety. That's why All Sport Dynamics wrist braces are one of my favorite products. All Sport Dynamics sees themselves as the Picasso of safety braces. Their passion for design and developing beautiful braces never stops. They've had the privilege to work with some of the largest names in the sports industry and have established a reputation for always bringing innovation to the table with every brace. For the pro chasing the championship or the six-year-old whose mom wants to avoid a broken bone, please try All Sport Dynamic Wrist Braces. Go to motocrosswristbrace.com or check out Instagram at wristbraceguy or call 936-569-1003 and ask for Jeff Brewer or Gary White. And keep in mind, these are the wrist braces that Justin Bogle, Joey Savacci, Weston Pike, Adam Cianciarello, Matt Gerke, and Brock Tickleware in their pro careers. Check them out, All Sports Dynamic Braces. All right, on the phone with us, brought to you by Mad Jack Synthetics. Dane Evans and Mad Jack Synthetics is an independent dealer of Amsoil Synthetic Oils. They are riders, racers, and just all-around fans of dirt bikes, which is pretty badass. Uh, contact Mad Jack Synthetics at 805-531-9551 or at madjackdiesel.shopamsoil.com and let Dane Evans help you out with your Amsoil needs. Follow him on Facebook and Instagram at Dane underscore Evans 393. But they bring to us tonight the very special Makeup to Mud for Nashville, Tennessee, Miss Elizabeth Hooker. What's up, Liz? Hey, man. How's it going? Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. I got to hang out with you a bunch this weekend, and um, probably one of the highlights of the weekend was witnessing your live interview on Race Day Live, um, which we're going to get to in a second. Um, But let's back up a little bit. So most everybody has seen your story. Um, You are a breast cancer survivor. Uh, You are a motocrosser. You are a nurse. You're just an all-around badass. Um, But tell us how... (laughs) you found out about the makeup to mud, um, nomination. I know we kind of touched on it before and I had to cut some of that interview out. So let's back up to that. Yeah, totally. I actually found out the day that I got back from my bilateral mastectomy back in May, I got the letter in the mail in the Jersey that said, congratulations, you've been chosen for 2019's makeup to mud segment. So it was a pretty special way to come home from, one of the worst surgeries that I've ever had. Yeah. Yeah. And did you ever find out who nominated you? Um, I found out there was a couple people, a couple people that I raced up here with in the Pacific Northwest and a couple of the girlfriends that I work in the ER with. Nice. So it was a few people actually. So once you found that out, that's a nomination. Is that when you found out that you were actually going to get a TV segment or did that take some time? Um, that actually took a little bit of time. It told me that I was nominated and that I was one of, I guess, like a finalist. And then I found out that everything was set in stone back in July of last year. That's awesome. Um, okay. So, and then you had months of preparation and you didn't know when they were going to film. You didn't know what round you were going to be, um, uh, highlighted at. So you told me, tell, tell everybody how much time you had from the time they, once they decided when they were going to film, like, when did that happen? <laughs> um, 
I found out everything that they were going to film. We tried to get it done back in October of okay. last year, and film crew was just too busy. All of our schedules didn't really align too well, so from finding out for sure that it was going to be done in July, we actually filmed the segment a week before it was televised in Nashville. So having to ride Washougal <laughs> in extra mud yeah. made it very uh, makeup to muddy in, in a way. <laughs> yeah. You, but um, it took some time. It took some time. Yeah, you could actually see in the video, like you splashing through some mud in one of the seg- the, the segments there where, where, you know, it's... Yeah. Yeah, so you, you, you told me you were struggling to get over some of the jumps, but um, really an amazing piece. Um, you did not get to see it. Uh, for those that did not see Race Day Live and see your interview, you did not get to see it until literally seconds before you went live with Daniel yeah. and Holly. Um, ex- express how that moment was. Uh, I got to stand there and watch watch it with Wes. Um, had me in tears, but why don't you discuss your feelings and what it was like for you? Oh, my goodness. That was such a surreal experience. Daniel Blair was so kind, and so was Holly. Uh, they told me right before we got in there, like, oh, yeah, by the way, we're going to play your segment. It, it looks really good. I'm like, wait, what are you talking about? Because I hadn't seen it yet. Yeah. Everybody else had. I think even like Ricky Carmichael and Ralph Shaheen, they're like, oh, yeah, your segment looks really great. Yep. It was really well done. I'm like, oh, okay. Thank you so much. I, I have no idea what it looks like, but thank you. Yeah, everybody uh, was surprised by that. Yeah. It was, I mean, I think everything just got too too busy and I probably just got through the cracks. But um, it was a really special moment to stand there and be live in watching the segment at the same time. I couldn't stop crying. <laughs> I think they even, whoever saw Race Day Live definitely saw that I got pretty emotional, but it was one of those just really surreal, kind of happy emotions where it's like, oh my goodness, I've never seen myself in this kind of light. It feels so wonderful to be portrayed in this kind of way. And I think the production crew did an absolutely wonderful job of telling the story. So it was it was a really incredible incredible feeling yeah do you do you think it was like now looking back that maybe it was kind of better that you didn't actually get to get a preview of it before your interview i think so because it made it even more special it made the whole entire experience way more special and i think that being able to share how real it felt for me too with everyone who was watching race day live is even more special of the experience so i am thankful everything worked out really well right um now you had some other pretty cool things go on um at at nashville at supercross this Mm -hmm. weekend um just kind of give us a rundown of your day some highlights maybe for yourself that you you got to meet some pretty cool people Uh, a lot of people commented on your you've had a lot of new fans commenting uh let's start with just the, the event at nashville like some highlights for you yeah, well, some highlights. Thanks to you, my friend. I got to meet my one of my favorite of all time riders, Eli Tomac. Um, you had told me that there was going to be some kind of surprise that day, and I had no idea. We went and walked over by the Circuit Tech, and you're like, "Oh yeah, we're just going to go meet some people." I'm like, "Okay, like, all right." And I instantly got super excited, like, "Oh my gosh, I get to meet Eli Tomac!" So meeting him and then later on getting his side number plate from his race bike was a huge, huge highlight. Thank you so much for that. I cannot thank you enough. That was uh, so it, it, honestly, it was nothing. Uh, you, you deserve more than what you got. Um, 
you know, I one of, one of the coolest moments for me was you got to meet somebody else by chance while we were waiting for Eli. Yes, 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 I did. So who who walked into the <laughs> Kawasaki tent while we were waiting? I'm so sorry. Yeah, uh, Elizabeth is a little under the weather right now, so just bear bear with the with her. She's she's pulling through. Um, I got to meet King actually. Yeah, MC MC walked in and <laughs> you you made me laugh out loud because uh, you couldn't see the sun was in your eyes. Um, so yeah, for those listening, we're sitting there, me and Elizabeth and Wes, and I see MC walking in, and Elizabeth sort of is has her back to him a little bit. And I said, Hey, look who just walked in. And she turns and she goes, is that Ralph? <laughs> I said, uh, no, that's, that's McGrath, which we then told McGrath, uh, we told Ralph later and he absolutely loved that. So, Oh God, he thought that that was just a right. Cause I couldn't see it all. And I yeah. just barely got kind of a glimpse. Like, Oh, is that Ralph? Like, right. Oh, wait, no, that's Jeremy. Whoops. I felt very dumb and like a total blonde. I had no <laughs> idea what Supercross was in that moment, but right. it was absolutely insane to be able to see him. And then you weren't down there, but I got to a fist bump in when I was down on the track. You told me that, to yeah, the- during yeah. opening ceremonies. Yeah, because I was down on the track for opening ceremonies. He came back, and as he was rolling by me, I just got a, a quick little fist bump. Yeah. That, so it was a really cool experience. Yeah, you got to meet, see Juliana Daniel down there and uh, a number of other people mm-hmm. and visit with Weston Pike and Dungey when we were leaving. And uh, yeah, man, it was, you know, it, it was a pretty cool weekend getting to see you experience all that. And Wes, too. Wes is, you know, for those of you, Wes is on the some of the vlog stuff. He did a lot of the video for me and he got to meet a lot of these people that he, you know, that we all kind of idolize a little bit. And everybody just treats. Everybody's so amazing, and everybody was so in love with your piece and who you were. I, I mean, I, I heard so many compliments. Talk about the uh, the reaction you've seen on social media. Um, I've seen quite a bit of just positive, encouraging comments on the segment. That everything has just been so wonderful, and they portrayed it really well. I've gotten like quite a few followers. But, I mean, it's not that's not what all of this was about. It was more just to share what I've been through and give a platform to other women to show, like, no matter what's going on, you can get through this. But I have seen just a ton of love from the motor community and just yeah. everyone's super kind. Even when we were leaving and getting a couple more of your uh, <clears throat> interviews, Brian Dudgeon knew who I was. Right. So I thought that was that was pretty cool. I was just kind of on cloud nine for a second. Like, wait, what? You you recognize me? Like, yeah. I'm totally nobody. I he was so kind about it. He said, "Oh, you, your segment was really well. It was really well done and looks really good. And congratulations for everything." So I kind of just fangirled out for a second, like, "Oh my god, thank you." It yeah. Got awkward and. No, it was it was cute. It was funny how how many times you either cried or squealed with delight from meeting people or yeah. It was it was pretty pretty entertaining um and and it was it's special. I mean, I I you know, I consider you a good friend and and um I I love to get to see you get that recognition from what you've gone through. Not only that, but just I mean, you you do race, you know, you're you're a legitimate makeup to mud moto girl and uh your story is amazing and you're just a cool person and so sweet and 
Uh, it was awesome seeing you get to, you know, get to enjoy that as well as Wes. You know, Wes got to enjoy some things that he had never seen before or parts of the sport. So I, I was glad that you guys were able to go with me. And, um, yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, hell, I never got to sit in on race day live like that before. So that, you know, you allowed me to experience something that was pretty cool. Well, I'm very thankful for you allowing me to tag along and show me some of the insider stuff that I don't get to see as just a normal fan and racer. And I know that Wes absolutely loved it, too, because he grew up racing as well. So yeah. So you definitely you made our weekend better, and it was a really bad experience. It was, and I think all of us, it's something we won't forget. Um, so now you have, uh, I forget what the event's called at Cycle Ranch with the Makeup to Mud Girls. Tell us about what's coming up yeah. in the future. Yeah, so it's June 7th through the 9th. It's called Camp M2M, and it's all about just empowering women to ride. You have to own a Toyota to be able to get invited. Um, but it'll be in Cycle Ranch, and they provide all the dirt bikes. They provide the gear. They're flying me out, and I think Taylor Hyman as well, a couple of the other moto makeup to mud girls that own the Toyotas as well. Yeah. So they're down there and have a rad girls weekend and empowering other women to ride teaching them like some of the basics and then going through cornering and jumping right it's cool experience yeah. for very empowering other women well with you and taylor being there i think maybe me and tj and some of that we need to just come down and the moto x-pod show needs to come down there and crash it and say hey these are some of our alum <laughs> these are some of our people we're I'll, you know i'll put my hair down i'll be just hey i'm a girl too let's go let's ride you're gonna put your hair down oh my goodness if, if they let me come ride with you ladies i will sure <laughs> do it i can uh, make that happen right that'd be awesome um <laughs> well elizabeth i i don't want to keep you too long i know you're not feeling good and, and um you know it, it was a long weekend and it was it was fantastic I, I really enjoyed getting to spend time with you and and wes and the the drive and uh, it, it was fun. It was a good little road trip and an amazing event at Nashville, the first one, and hopefully they'll continue to do it. Um, and we're hey, before I let you go though, what did what did you think of the racing overall? Crazy, crazy night. Give me a couple highlights of each class. That was an insane night. Oh my goodness. Um, well, I am a little biased, and I totally called it. By the way, that my boy <laughs> Eli won. Right. So, um, I'm really bummed about Roxanne, how he just cannot catch a friggin' break. That poor man has gone through enough, and he just cannot catch anything. So, yeah. bummed on that one. But it was some really great racing. I saw some wild crashes. I'm super bummed about Ty. But yes. He's, like, he's uh, doing better. But honestly, like, every single race is just on your feet. I hated how many rocks were out there because I saw, like, plenty of guys just getting roosted to the hell with that. But hopefully next year if we come back to that race, we're going to have some better dirt. Yeah, and hopefully they'll sift it. Yeah, yeah, but it was great racing. I was kind of, kind of on cloud nine, so I don't exactly remember everything that happened that night. Yeah, but. yeah. Well, I definitely do want to mention. I, I, uh, in the opening of the show, we we discussed it a little bit, uh, and I, I didn't really bring up Ty or, or Ronnie, um, who were both had some pretty, pretty Ronnie Stewart and Tyler Antonap had a pretty serious crash. Both carted off on backboards. Um, you know, and Ty is a, is definitely a friend, a uh, friend of yours also. Um, so, and I don't really know Ronnie, but you never like to see anybody get hurt. And it was gut wrenching to know that Ty, you know, was down like that. And he seems in good spirits and I think Ronnie's okay from what I've heard. Um, so yeah, Yeah. but a scary moment and it's a bummer. I I hate the fact that I'm going to Denver and Ty's not going to be there because that's always my first stop is that BWR racing 
truck to go see Ty and when and when Clint Lund's there, man, I, I love those guys. They're, yeah, they're good people. They're really good people. I hate to see them yeah. like that, but yeah, hopefully they're recovery will get on soon. Yeah, definitely. Well, uh, Elizabeth, thank you. Um, I'll let you get back to resting, and um, we'll stay in touch. And uh, once again, great weekend. Thank you. All right, man. Thanks so much for everything. It was a blast. All right. Take care. Bye. All right, bye. All right, Elizabeth Hooker. Follow her on Instagram. It's Liz underscore Hooker723. So, yeah, uh, the 7-Deuce Trey stole that from Liz. That's what she said all weekend, so we're sticking by it. All right, be back and with another guest in a few. Next guest is brought to you by Power Band Racing. Power Band Racing is a suspension company dedicated to providing the best service and products. They are committed to developing new products that improve your ride. They want your suspension to be the best it can be. They're based out of Minneapolis, and they are a WP-authorized service center and trusted by Ryan Sipes. From mini bikes to big bikes, Power Band Racing has your suspension covered. Contact, contact them at 320-983-3400. Follow them on Facebook or hit me up, and I'll get you an email. But on the line with us is one of my good buddies, Texas uh, Sandbagger President, Mr. Chad Mayo. What's up, Chad? What's going on, Jamie? Not a whole lot. Just trying to just out here earning a dollar. Yeah, you got to hustle, man. For as much as you, uh, for all you know, do during the weekends, all your racing and toys, you got to hustle with that uh, roofing business, staying busy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So uh, I know you're headed to do some other stuff, so I won't keep you too terribly long. Um, I just kind of wanted to talk to you about what you've been doing over the last couple weeks. So recently, you raced Supercross Futures at Houston. Um, I want to talk to you about that. I want to talk to you about re- wrenching from John Short. But first, give me a little background on you, man. How did you get into motocross to begin with? Man, I've been racing. Well, all right. Hang on. Let's just kind of rewind. Okay. I started riding DMX when I was about eight years old. And I guess kind of like everybody, you want to move over to something that's obviously faster. So we got introduced to obviously race motorcycles. And I think I was about 11 or 12, maybe 13. And very quickly, we got into it pretty heavy. Uh, We did the whole Honka thing, went to Tennessee, and went out to the world, mini GPs and all that. Uh, That's awesome. Just kind of got tied to the right, kind of got tied to the right people and ended up having fun. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, it was cut short when I was about 16. My dad got real sick and ultimately ended up passing. So what we knew as a normal life ended. So uh, I basically took a hiatus for about 25 years. Yeah. Uh, I walked away from it. I was angry at it. Like, I didn't want to be involved in it at all. Okay. And ultimately ended up coming back, and I'm back in it now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it, for us, you know, especially here in Texas, it's like a family with our group. Um, you know, whether it be Shan Garcia or Corey Dowdy or any of those guys, man. And, and and I see how much you enjoy it, and you've got your beautiful wife Jennifer that travels with you to most of the races and cooks for everybody. I mean, I could have never made it through Millville with. I could have gotten to Millville without you and and Jennifer. I mean, you took me up there, let me ride with you, stayed in your camper, 
um, fed me pretty much the whole the whole week, and that's who you and your wife are. You do that for everybody. Yeah, I appreciate that. I mean, we just like to be involved, and ultimately, that's how I was raised. We always had, we always had everybody in tow, whether it be Lankford, whether it be Kirkland, whether it be Jody North, and I'm sure that these names probably ring true with a lot of the old, with a lot of the old timers. Yeah, that's who I hung out with, and all of us, we just went to every race with each other. So everybody treated each other like family. Yeah, and and really, the only thing that I've ever seen that kind of can upset Chad very much is if you go in his camper and take a dump in there and without being, when he tells you not to, that's a no, no. And there's only one, there's one person. <laughs> and I think we know who we're talking about. We're talking about Steven Smith. <laughs> yeah. And he's, and he's kind of the black genie. I, I, I mean, that dude is everywhere. He shows yeah. up with Jeremy McGrath. I saw that. Gilmore. Yeah, I mean that guy's everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. Yeah, he's one of our local Texas guys, but he 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 travels the Supercross circuit, driving for some for TPJ and different people at times. And yeah, he he will just pop up, man. He's all when you're not looking, he's there. He is there. He is there. <laughs> he shows up at different events, and it makes you wonder what does he get here. But he's always there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's funny. Um, well, all right, let's, let's, so let's go to last weekend at Houston. Uh, you, you raced the Supercross Futures and I didn't really get to visit with you a whole lot that day. Cause I was doing interviews and I cut out. Um, what was that experience like for you? Did you enjoy it? I had a great time. Um, I thought the track was not as challenging as what they could have made it. Yeah. Um, I do understand they're trying to keep it safe, but I think that if you're going to go sign up at that level, that you should know what to expect. Um, but it was still, it was still a good time. Um, obviously I think everybody knows my cardio is not really the best <laughs> and it's kind of what I'm known for getting out front, running a lap or two, then all of a sudden I'm on my parachute drops out. Right. Well, so, and you're also known for being willing to huck the big jumps. Like at Millville, you huck those triples and I kind of, pussied out and didn't do the uphill one, but like you'll do it basically first lap. You're not scared. Um, you know, I mean, how old are you, Chad? 47, 47 years old. Yeah. Not scared. You'll just go shit. If the Supercross triple had been there, I believe you would have jumped it. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind. And that's, that's ballsy, man. Yeah. I mean, it's more just really being comfortable, just riding. Yeah. And I think a lot of the years off helped because I didn't have a chance to ever really get hurt so i never had an opportunity to see what it was like when you have errors <laughs> yeah so it can work to its advantage and it works also to its disadvantages <laughs> well it always impresses me man because like we race the same class but you're 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 clearly faster than i am but like you said your parachute drops and then I can sometimes catch up. <laughs> Even then, sometimes I struggle. But watching you do some of that stuff, I'm like, damn it, I know I can do that too. And it just drives me crazy. Yeah, you just got to follow me, man. Just follow me over it. Right. Well, I'm it, not going to scrub it. I'm not going to jump low on it. Follow me. I guarantee you we're going to go right over it. Right. Well, I, I hope to be able to go back to Millville this year because I've got to do the uphill triple, man. I just, I, It's eating me. the whole. Ever since this last year, it's been eating at me. Yeah, I like that place. It's a lot of fun. Yep. It gets really rough. Uh, the whole, just overall there is a lot of fun, whether it be just racing or watching. 
it's a good time. But back to Houston. Yeah. Real. Uh, I originally wanted to ride the over 40 and the over and over 35, but unfortunately the over 35 was full. So I only got to ride the over 40, but it was still basically a who's who of who used to race, who used to race like Supercross. Yeah. You were telling me this. Yeah. Yeah. The top five guys, uh, all used to race Supercross and many of them used to race it up until about 10 or 12 years ago. So to say that I was in there with a bunch of novice riders, no. Right. There are a bunch of fast old dudes off of there. Yeah. So. Yeah. Those guys were hauling ass at the Glendale round when I went. Those guys, the guys in that class were fast. I was like, yeah, I'm probably out on that. And I'll tell you who is really, really good, which we always leave him out, but it's Mr. Brian Jackson. Oh, yeah. seven years old, and that dude can pound some arena cross laps. Yeah. Like nobody's business. Yeah, we've had Brian on the show uh, probably a year or so more ago. But Brian, yeah, Brian, another Texas guy that uh, has a motocross ministries, um, adrenaline, what is it, uh, adrenaline? Um, yeah, adrenaline my mind, motocross or adrenaline ministries. Or yeah, something. it's my mind is blanking on the name of it, and I apologize. But, yeah, he's he's such a great guy and so talented. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And just to kind of mention uh, – Duke Reese, he rode 125s all the way up until 04. Right, And was yeah. still able, was able to also go out there and still actually qualify, as well as Snell. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean. That's pretty rad. There were some fast guys in it. Then there's a guy out of, uh, up out of Mexico named Eduardo that... That guy goes good, still rides for Factory Husky okay. out of Mexico. Yeah. Uh, which, I mean, a lot of people just kind of overlook the older guys. Right. Now, there's some fast old dudes, man. I'm glad you got to experience that. Um, how about wrenching for John, cool. for John Short? How, how you, you know, we, you're friends with John. You help sponsor him, uh, make it possible for him as a privateer to get a lot of these races, and you guys are good friends. Um, what was it like? This isn't the first time you've done it, but what was it like wrenching for him at Nashville? Well, it was extremely cool to see him finish fifth in the heat race. That was his best finish that he's ever had. Um, we thought that we were going to probably come in with a top ten and went out there in the main event, was running ninth, uh, came out of the corner, made an error, and had four guys right on his tail that just went right around him. And uh, after that, made a couple of other errors that which allowed him to gap in. But yeah. as far as wrenching for him, it was a great time. Uh, I mean, and I don't think a lot of people really realize just how large the jumps are for those guys <laughs> until you walk the tracks. Right. Really, you you really can't even comprehend it. No, they're so steep. Like at Houston. On press day, I went out to the uh, the manager's tower to take some video f- during press, and like, yeah, I was like, man, I don't even, I wouldn't really want to ride over that, let alone jump it. I no. mean, it's just, it's like straight up and straight down, straight up, straight down, and there is no room for error whatsoever. But yeah, John's a, he is a good, good kid, works super hard, um, and he works out extremely hard. Unfortunately. I think he just ended up getting tired, honestly. Yeah. And and I hate to say that, as hard as he does work, that should tell you that for a guy that works out every day, rides every day, 
this is his full-time job, to say that he got tired should tell everybody out there just how hard what these guys actually do is. No, it's it's unreal. Yeah, I mean, for, it, what they go through, the the it, you know, people that are just casual fans of the sport just kind of feel like they show up Saturday and they go ride, and all they do is ride a little bit during the week. Man, it's a, it's a lifestyle. It's every day, you know, probably ten hours a day. Whether even when it comes down to watching what they eat, not only the the training, it's just it's it's very very serious and very hardcore. Absolutely, and uh, just to kind of touch on it again. You had asked about how everything was. I tell you, it is a busy, busy day when you're when you're out there helping. Yeah, a guy from. When we get there at roughly eight forty-five, probably twelve at night. Right. It is a long day of just running. Yeah, I mean, hell, for me as just media, it's a long day, and then you guys are like, you know, yeah, working much, much harder than I am. I'm just walking around, and then when you have an issue, it's it's a mad rush, and you know, this at this particular round, it was a long way to get from the pits to the tunnel and down to the track. So, yeah, you you guys. Oh, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, you guys, as all the mechanics, man, it's and it's unreal what you guys, what you guys do, or that the professionals that do it every week is just props, man. If you're if you're at a race, if you go to Houston or not Houston, uh, Denver this weekend or anywhere, just go by and tell those mechanics how much you appreciate what they do because without them, the riders probably aren't going to be on the track. Absolutely, absolutely. And I'll know probably tomorrow whether or not I'm going to be heading out to Denver. Oh, okay, cool. I think I am. Yeah, well, and, and thanks. I'll just say it on here. Thanks for uh, allowing myself and Amber to stay at your house this Thursday night because we're flying out early Friday hey, no morning. No problem. And, uh, no problem. So, hey, before I let you go, um, crazy, crazy Supercross season. All kinds of, you know, do, you know, everybody expected Eli to win or or whatever. All kinds of different things. But at Nashville, man, what a turn of events in the 250 class. Um, and Marvin goes down and Cooper keeps the lead. Eli wins. Uh, just what a crazy night. Give me some highlights of just the season overall for you. You know, I said something very early on that I wish I'd never said. I said that Cooper Webb would not win a single race the entire <laughs> year. Okay. And, and I put money out there on it. And sure enough, that night was his first win. And ever since then, that dude has been on a winning streak. Yeah. Now, I have to say, if you give it, obviously, if you give him the tools, which he he has, he has all of the tools to win a championship. The team, the bike, everything. Sure. So there's no reason why he can't win it. Just it's a matter of which weekend, what Eli are we going to get? Are we going to get the Eli that rides like he did last week? <laughs> are are we going to get the one that shows up and lays up and rides like seventh and eighth? Yeah, exactly. It's it's very difficult to figure out. Very, it's kind of an anomaly. It's weird. He is very inconsistent, super fast, probably the fastest guy in the entire country when he's on his A game. Right. But with that said, something made him mad and made him want to ride. Because after he had a motor issue, he came back out and was a man on a mission. Yep. So at this point, I would like to see him win it simply because I also am on a cowrie now. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, 
do I think Webb is going to win it? I think Webb can ride very, very conservatively and still end up winning this thing. Yeah, I, I feel like it's his year. You know, when we saw what happened in the heat race, you know, like, okay, Chat or um, Cooper's won some races where Marvin was faster, but Marvin would make a mistake or, or whatever. It just seems like everything's going Cooper's way. And then this weekend in the heat race, Michael Lessie lands on Cooper. He crashes. Um, and because of the Tyler Internet, Ronnie Stewart crash, there's a red flag. They restart. Cooper gets the, gets the whole shot and, you know, gets a good, you know, and just does, does well. I don't think he won that heat. Cause I think Eli won that heat, if I'm not mistaken, but, um, just like everything seems to go his way. And then this weekend and in the main event, Marvin crashes, you know, Marvin's faster probably, but he crashes in the whoops. You know, it's just, it's his year. It's Cooper's year. Um, it seems that way anyway. He's doing, he's doing something right and more power to him, man. I, I applaud him. He was hurt at, at the press conference when, when Michael Lessie got into him, it got him pretty good and he's pretty banged up. But, um, I, I have no doubt that he'll be top three or four at Denver. Me too, me too. I, I yeah, that was an ugly deal when yeah. he got hit off in that corner. So Yep. Hopefully he is gonna heal up well and we'll see what happens also this next weekend. I think Eli's gonna have a little bit of an actual advantage yep. over everybody because he does ride out because he does ride at altitude yeah. and it does truly make a difference oh sure yeah he's used to it and this is you know he'll have a lot of friends and family there so probably extra motivation so yeah i would definitely if i was betting i would pick eli to win but then you never know not with him well and that's what i said you never <laughs> know what eli you're gonna get yeah never know right well i uh yeah i hope you make it out there chad i appreciate you coming on and giving us a little bit of time um man i, I enjoy being your friend and all that you've done for me, you've helped me so much over the years, and I, I want to thank you. And um, man, I'll see you. I'll see you Thursday night. Anytime, buddy. I just want to give a big shout out to everybody that helps me and makes it available. Well, yeah, of course. Obviously, gives me help um, and allows me to actually race. Uh, it's going to be Jones Power Sports out of Oklahoma. Uh, it's going to be Fast House, Alpine Stars, Hoosier who, Tires. Which, if any of y'all have never rode Hoosiers. They are amazing. Yeah, so. we we got we got some pull offs at Dallas, or you got a bunch of pull offs at Dallas from the. Uh, go ahead. I do, I do, and <laughs> you're welcome to them. You are welcome to as many as you want. Right on. Who else? Who else is helping you out? Uh, that's it. Really. Okay. And yeah. And of course, uh, black. You're you're an honored member of the Black Sock Mafia. Black Sock Mafia. Yeah, we do tend to represent it everywhere. Yeah, and uh, and the uh, the and Texas Sandbaggers Association. Well, the Texas Sandbaggers Association, and also obviously Jennifer Mayo. She is obviously my biggest sponsor of all. Right. So. Yeah. She. <laughs> how how you got her? I'll never know. Dude, I don't even know. But how <laughs> I how how I found a woman that likes moto. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. She's a rad chick, man. So congratulations on that, and uh, yeah, man, I appreciate you coming on. I really appreciate you, Jeremy. All right, I'll miss you soon, buddy. Okay, bud. See ya. Yeah, that's my buddy, Chad Mayo. Uh, Yeah, he's he's a really, really great guy. Another just, dude, I'm not even going to say it. You know, well, yeah, I am. Motocross is a family. It's a great community. And uh, I'm thankful and blessed to have met Chad and have him be part of my moto family. Okay, quick break. We'll be back again shortly.
Next up, brought to you by Extreme Colors. Whether you're rolling up to the line with a custom-painted helmet or when you're rolling up to the line with a custom-painted helmet, it's one of the coolest feelings you can have. Kirk Hunter has been painting helmets since 1988, and his price has never changed. It's still $295 to get a custom professionally-painted lid, one-of-a-kind. Contact Kurt at xkhelmetpainting at gmail.com. On the line with us, Mr. John Anderson of W Wheels. What's up, John? Dark, how are you, man? Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. It's been, I haven't talked to you since, uh, what was it, Glendale, I think it was, right? That's right. You were running around doing your media stuff. You were busy as all heck. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was good to catch up a little bit with you for sure. Yeah, I'm trying to build that empire. Maybe uh, we, we want to get the Moto X Pod show just right on nipping at the heels of the Pulp MX show one day. Well, that's, a, that's obviously he's been doing it for a long time. But <laughs> yeah. I will say, I see all your press releases and if it's based on the, the guests that you get on your show, um, you're doing a good job, you and the whole team there. So uh, nice work, man, all you guys. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah, I, I'm the only one in the studio right now. TJ, is uh, he, he works out in the oil field. He's out in West Texas a lot. Um, so he, he hasn't been able to be in the studio in a while, but I appreciate that. We we try, when, you know, and I kind of joke. I mean, look, the you know, Pulp and those others, and Main Event with Daniel Blair, those shows have been around, and they've got a lot of uh, – we we have some expectations to build to get to, but we're we're working on it, and uh, it's great having you on though. Um, the W Wheels is you know known as the elite wheel building company. Uh, most of the teams are probably in the pits use them. Uh, talk a little bit about what's going on with W right now and the teams that you're working with. Actually, we 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 we've, we've got a lot going on right now. First off, I mean you talk about racing, and and um, you know for me personally. Uh, because that's my background as well. It's it's awesome and uh, really an honor to, to be affiliated with a lot of the teams that we are working with. You know, factory KTM and Yamaha, and, you know, quite a few of them. And it's all relationships and, and whatnot that we appreciate. We take it very seriously, right? as do they, because there's a lot of money on the line for them. But, uh, you know, it's just great to have good partners with guys like that. But also, hey, we're still really heavily involved with a lot of the privateers too, you know, the Politellis and the LeMays and the Bloses and all those guys. So we, uh, yeah, we're very fortunate, very, very fortunate. And so that's, uh, you know, dark side, that's a big part of our business, but at the same time, those types of things don't always pay the bills. So right. We are very conscious of the fact that our customers are a priority. And I know that sounds like a sales spiel and I hope it's not too cheesy, but no, not at all. You know, the customers keep the lights on and, and, and we recognize and understand that. So, uh, yeah, we're, we, we do everything from race wheels to, to guys for recreational use to supermoto and dirt track and vintage restoration and blah, blah, blah. And <laughs> so we're, we're, we, we dabble in pretty much anything to do with a, a motorcycle wheel. How's that? Yeah. And you know, and you being, uh, people tell me all the time, I need to quit talking about pulp MX on this show, but saw the contest that Steve ran out too long ago where the, you know, who they, I think Kiefer helped pick the wheel, the worst wheel contest, basically. And you helped a kid. And, uh, I don't know if you just gave, I'm assuming you had to give him a whole new wheel, but I know you do some pretty cool restorations. I doubt you could restore that guy's wheel that was welded together, but you do a lot of, like you talked about the restoration and I think that's pretty cool. Explain how a restoration works. I mean, and and what is the the line that you have to draw in the sand where a wheel cannot be restored? Sure. Well, first off, you know, in that particular gentleman you speak about, that was on a Cowie 450. And, you know, when you're talking restoration, well, first off, you know, the thing that I think 
everybody's attention welded. I think that's kind of was a soft spot for keeper. Yeah. It's obviously very unsafe. So a restoration on that, first off, a welded rim, throw it away. Yeah. Right? Like, don't even go anywhere with that. So, you know, on that one, we just took his hugs and we we talked about it and we ended up Cerakoting them for him and we did new spokes and a colored nipple and we just put some new rims on it. And it basically, it was essentially a brand new wheel with custom colors and and I got to tell you, on that particular uh, young young guy, he sent me a text after that, and I even told Steve this. Um, it really kind of made my day because he genuinely, I believe, um, was appreciative of it. Yeah. He was so thankful, and you know, because any of your listeners that maybe followed that, I mean, the bike was pretty worked, and and the fact that Keeper picked him, he won it, and you know, we did our thing to it, and and yeah, so it came out, it looked awesome. And so, uh, yeah, man, I mean, restoration, look, we do stuff. I mean, dark side, we do stuff. I'll give you an example or uh, yeah. a fun one we're doing. We're doing a set of wheels right now for a gentleman and the bike is 100 years old. Holy moly. And, okay. And that, and that's, that's kind of crazy to think. Uh, but yes, they had motorcycles a hundred years ago. <laughs> and so it's like, it, it, I don't know, man, that one's really cool, right? Yeah. Man, a hundred years, and we're all kind of handling that like kid gloves, and we had to have the rims painted, and, and all this stuff. But um, so you name it, we we, you know, if you rode a Hodaka growing up, or Dark Side, you rode an old RM125 back in the seventies, yep. or whatever it may. I don't think you're I'm that not old, that old, actually, dang but, man. Come on, I'm not that old. <laughs> no, no, you're not actually. You're, my bad, dude. Don't take that uh, personal. Uh, I'm just joking. You know, okay, let's say back in the 90s. Yep, 89, that? 89 RM125. That was my first bike, my first race bike. Well, there you go. So, I mean, so you know, if you had one of those sitting in the garage, and, yeah. you know what, man? I want to kind of restore that, even if I don't ever ride it. I just want to put it in the corner of the house or in the your office or wherever it may be. Um, we do stuff like that all the time, man. So, um, whatever, whatever people are trying to do, we... We typically, I don't know that we turn very many of them down. If if, uh, if we can do it, we'll do it. Yeah, that's awesome. You you and your wife have a real passion for the sport. Um, you know, the White brothers. You know, you come for your wife was the daughter, um, and you know, I just I see some of your posts, and I know what you do with Glenn Helen with the Vet Worlds, and and talking to you, I I just feel the passion you have for this sport, and I and it's, I love that our sport has that, you know, it, it, you say it's a business, but it's also a passion and you treat your customers, uh, the same way. It, it's, it's really cool. So if anybody's interested in, in getting some wheels, you know, new wheels or w- wheels restored or replacement spokes or whatever, wwusa.com is the place to go for sure. Um, let's talk about supercross in 2019. I mean, you've been around the sport a long time. This has got to be, in my opinion, one of the craziest years so far, seasons. It really has been. I mean, it's, it's, uh, look, I mean, I go to the first five yeah. or six, I mean, I go to, and, and then after that, when they hit the, hit the road, you know, I have kids, my wife and I have kids. And right. So I'm like, like you, even though you go and you travel, but, you know, I become a fan too, and I'm watching on TV, and certainly I'm, I'm rooting for our guys, you know, like think it's good for business, but I, <laughs> I just want to see good racing. Yeah. But, um, I don't, man, it's been a pretty crazy thing to see. And I think we all expected, obviously, for sure, Tomac and 
and Roxon. We know how gnarly he is in his preparation and all, but there's been so many different things that have happened, you know, with Eli coming in hurt, nobody knowing about it. You know, not about Ken, they having the whole thing with Marvin and Web training together. It's like, oh man, how's that gonna go? Yeah. Really, how is that gonna go? And then Hey, John, your phone your phone was breaking up real bad. Oh. Okay, you're oh, back. You're that. back. No, you were talking about uh, Marvin and Cooper training together. Yeah, and, and I think people, you know, it's like, all right, well, it's all professional, and they're being looked after, and it has to, everything has to, you know, uh, answer to Roger and, and Ian and yeah. all in and all that. But at the end of the day, I mean, when you we're talking big money here, right? And only one could be the champion because the champion, when you think about it, that's his on his resume to get another contract and stay in the sport, keep making money, right? Yeah. And so it's uh, it's been crazy, man. I, I it's been crazy, but it sure has been entertaining. And then uh, you know the two fifties haven't exactly disappointed either, <laughs> right? Uh, um, yeah, I mean when you look at Austin and he's been kind of really coming into his own and putting everything together, and just like that, you know, one practice crash and he's had a lot of them. Yep. Um, it's bit him in the butt. Yeah, know? we've all been kind of waiting, you know, because it's inevitable that one of those times he hits the dirt as hard as he does, it's going to hurt. You know, something's got to give at some point. Sure. Okay. Am I, you got me all right? Yeah, you're still cutting out a little bit, um, which I can cut all this out. So that's that's the beauty of pre-recording. Okay. Yeah, there you are. Um, okay. Okay, I, I switched gears there. So, <laughs> you know, um, but here's the thing with that, Dark Side, talking about racing and bench racing, right? Yeah. It's fun to do that. You know, when you think about it, right, everything's been going perfect for Austin, and yep. then this happens, and it sucks. And everybody looks at, you know, Webb has a points lead and all, and it's like, man, that crash where Alessi, uh, Alessi jumped into him, yep. not on purpose. I mean, that could have that could have broke his collarbone. That could have separated his shoulder, and, like, all of a sudden, it's a game changer. So I think it's far from over, even riding defensively, because, you know, crashes happen. Things happen during the week. and I think it's still going to be a good season, you know, good couple, what, three rounds left? I three, think, yeah. Before it's over. And yeah. It's going to be, uh, I don't know, I think it's a good time to be watching Supercross for sure, you know? It really is because, I mean, just you can't really pick who's going to win. Um, you know, yeah, Austin Fortner won every race up until this weekend in the East, but you, like I said, he's been on edge, so you just know like at some point it's going to bite him. Um, AC's been battling with uh, – with Dylan Ferrandis and it's been close. Dylan's been, you know, finally got a couple wins. And like you say, in the 450 class, you got Marvin, who's probably been the fastest most weeks, but can't seem to catch a break. Kenny was fastest in Nashville, can't catch a break. Eli, you never know about. And you got the the surprise guys somewhat like Dino and Zach and Blake, who are all just at any moment could pull the trigger and win a race. It's yeah. Like it, it's not like the last couple of years where it's okay. It's going to be Dungey or it's going to be Villapoto or it's, you know, we, we know that, you know, every week we know it's going to be one of these two guys. It's just, we go in every week just going, what's going to happen tonight. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think that, and I bet you, I don't know how you feel about it, but maybe a lot of your listeners too. I think what people really want is like, you know, because Husky and KTM are, you know, whatever tied together at the yeah. hip, I think people kind of want to just go, dude, just race. Like, don't play up. Like, you don't want, you don't want Dean or Zach. I mean, you know, they have pressures on them. Like, hey, at the end of the day. All right. We got a phone situation change. We called the landline with Mr. John Anderson back on the line. Uh, we missed a lo- little bit of what you were saying, but if you want to, you were talking about, um, 
when we started talking about Marvin, we started talking about Blake and those guys not laying up, and that's kind of where I started losing you. Yeah, so I was just saying, you know, I think uh, myself and maybe a lot of other fans, I mean, we just want to see we just want to see racing. We yep. want to see everybody race each other hard. That doesn't mean blow them off the track, but like, hey, if Webb's struggling, then then it, and, and Dean and, and Zach, like Baggett, are in a position to beat them, we'll beat them. I, I don't know. That's, it's probably being selfish to ask that or <laughs> maybe not smart on the business front, but I think that fans get a little bit turned off. If, and I'm not saying that they're laying up or by any means. Right. Like, you know, example, you know, Blake last weekend. I mean, I'm rooting for the guy. He's on our product. I mm-hmm. mean, it's, it's good for us and, and and whatnot. And it's just like, I'm just sitting there watching it going like, man, like if that was anybody else, you would have passed him three laps ago, you know? And, yeah. And, 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 and at the same time, I get the fact that, 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 that KTM leases some motors and stuff to, to the Rocky Mountain team. So they're trying to be, what do you want to call it, politically correct, but. I think for us as fans, everybody just wants to see, you know, everybody race each other hard, hopefully clean, but race them hard. And, and in the end, just make them, make them earn it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's what I, I like to see. I, yeah, I definitely don't want to see anybody just pull over or, you know, or back it off. And I don't think we've seen that a whole lot. You know, I think like Blake passed, you know, Blake has passed um, Cooper and, you know, Cooper's in a hunt for a championship. And so, yeah, like you said, and I think that's, that's the way it should be. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a team sport to some degree, but at the base of the sport, it's it's an individual sport. So, um, yeah, I think they got all the guys need to race for the best position they can get in, and we've seen just like I said some great racing this year. Yeah, for sure. You know, hopefully, just with the outdoors coming up in yeah. what a month and a half or whatever. You know, hopefully, you know we've been hit by a lot of injuries lately, and and hopefully you guys can somewhat. Hopefully, even Jason is healed up, and ready to go for outdoors, and we can sort of hit refresh or just a restart and come May at, at uh, Hangtown. Um, we start all over again for outdoors and, 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 and everything's back to zero and, and we have some good racing all summer to watch, you know, whether on person or in, in, on TV, you know? Yeah. Are you going to go to Hangtown and Paula and watch uh, Kiefer and uh, Mathis as the team manager? Of course. <laughs> uh, absolutely, man. I know when I was, Keeping and I are pretty good friends, and, yeah. and he had shared that with me before, and and I was like, you know what, good for you, man. Like, I've known Keith for a lot of years, and I, you know, it's like, man, what's the motivation to do this? And we were talking about it, and you know what's cool? I think part of it, he wants to do it for himself, but I think part of it, he wants to do it for his son, yeah, you I know, am. as well, because then his son can see him, and, you know, now his son's a little bit older, I think, uh... Uh, what is he, 13? He's like my daughter's age, 13 or 14. Yeah. But, you know, he can be, you know, not he's not proud of his dad, but he can, that'll be on the gate in front of thousands of people and pretty cool, you oh. know, and what a great experience that Kiefer still, he's like the fittest older guy, <laughs> you know, that you know, he definitely rides more than anybody I know. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Um, so it's going to be pretty exciting. I, Dude, I can't wait. I think it's going to be really cool. Yeah, I'm pretty excited for him. I wish I could be there, but I don't. I don't think it's going to happen. So I'll probably be supporting him from Texas. But uh, I want to ask you one more thing before I let you go. You yeah. had mentioned one of your riders, you know Ben Lemay, using your product, and he recently switched over. He got the the deal with MCR. Um, how does that work for a team like W? I mean, you may support him as a as a privateer and MCR. I don't know how that works, but. Um, so explain that to us. Like when he switches to the team MCR, does he stay on W wheels? 
Well, so the way that works is is basically Ben uh, Ben can do honestly whatever he'd like to do, and this is why because he does purchase his product. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you know it's one thing, and, and and we ran into this with Dean a little bit at the beginning of the year where we helped him with a little bit of stuff, and the good thing for us on Dean, not to switch uh, switch you know, topics on guys, but a good example there is. He went to the factory team, which already runs our wheels. So that okay, was very perfect. easy. Yeah. Now, when Ben switched over and had an opportunity to go to the Moto Concepts program, um, hey, you know what? Like, he's done a great job for us for, what, 13, 14 weeks. He's a consistent main event guy, runs a logo on the bike. I mean, I'm not that guy that's going to say, hey, dude, I gave you a great deal. And yeah. what about me? What about me? <laughs> you know, I don't really have... A lot of I don't really have a financial stake in the game now. Whereas if it's Fly or somebody like that, that's a whole other ball game, right? Right. But but when you see a guy like a Ben Lemay, honestly, Dark Side, like, um, I mean, he's just a hardworking kid, and I, I, he, he he's not like a big flashy guy, but he's just like he's out there just doing his thing, and he's putting it in the main, and that's not easy to do these days. So I think it's awesome for him to get an opportunity to ride a you know, a bike at that level. It kind of shows him potentially uh, some other guys down the road what he's capable of with an even better bike. Cause, you know, his bikes aren't anything special. Right. No, you're program, right. Yeah. You know, so, so uh, it makes it pretty easy, and you just kind of wish the best for these guys. Again, I'm probably not a fair person to ask <laughs> because I don't, I'm not paying the guy a salary. If I was, right. I understand. I might, I might be a little bit different, you know, hopefully not too bad but i i'd have a different probably approach to perspective it, so. yeah i understand all right so before we let you go uh give us your winners this weekend so uh it's going to be cold altitude yep. you have to think eli is going to be the guy because he's used to that altitude i don't know how much that plays into it but i don't know what the weather's going to be like um mid 30s from what we're seeing <laughs> you know what man i'm gonna go um just you want winner or top three yeah, let's do top three. Let's do top three, uh, 250 first. 250, 250 West. first. 250 West. Um, I'm going to go Colt Nichols. Nice. Brandis, and I'm going to go with Adam in the third. Okay. And in some ways, nothing against Adam, but that would just really make it exciting come uh, Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I would say on the 450s, I mean, you know, I, I'm going to go with Ken Roxon. I just think he would. I really think he would have won last weekend. The guy looks so good. Hopefully, there's lots of whoops in Denver because he was amazing <laughs> in the whoops. So Man, I'm gonna go with, you are with, not lying. With, yeah, with Kenny, and then I'm going to go um, Marvin, and then I'm going to go with Eli in a third, and I'm going to I'm going to take a stab at Webb, maybe maybe surprising a few people, and maybe finishing like a fifth or something like that. Okay. Uh, I don't wish that on the guy. Yeah, I understand. But I sort of do just because to make it more exciting for the final two rounds after that. Right. right? Yeah, that would it not be awesome if it came down to where all three classes, you know, were Vegas really matters. Like, it's got to be close. That'd be fantastic. Where you almost had to win the race yep. to win the championship. I love it. How I love it. Would that be, dude? That'd be cool. <laughs> Heck yeah. You going to be at Vegas this year? I am. Yep. I'm going to go and I. I may, uh, I went last year to Steve's um, pulp show thing yep. uh, that he did at that, that club. That yep. was, I'll was be actually th- pretty cool. I'll be there this year. Uh, yeah, so uh, I think I'm going to go. And, and yeah, man, so, uh, well, listen, I appreciate you having me on. And, of course. And, and Darkside, I, 
I want it to seem like I'm kissing your butt, buddy, but uh, I think you're doing a good job, and you're definitely, you know, pounding the pavement. I've seen you at some races, and uh, you two have a lot of passion, my friend, for this sport. I could totally tell. I can tell you're into it, and I uh, that's pretty cool. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate all your support from the beginning, you know, even before we started the show, just – um, you know, well, I, when we first started the show, I guess is when I first talked to you, but we, fl- I flew out there to California when it was a new show and you showed me around the place and, uh, yeah, it was really rad and I appreciate you. Yeah, no problem, man. Well, thank you very much. And, uh, All right. I look forward to seeing you soon, buddy. Absolutely. I'll see you in Vegas, man. We'll see you soon. Okay. Dark side. All Take right. care. All right, John. Thanks. Okay. All right, WUSA.com for all your wheel needs. John, you know, if you, you guys listen to these podcasts, you know John Anderson. Great guy, great company. Use them. Well, okay, it's another show down. Episode 120 is in the books. We're going to wrap it up, get out of here. Um, going to go eat some food. Uh, no show next week, like I said. Apologize. I hope you guys aren't too bummed. Um, <laughs> I mean, actually, you know what? I hope you are bummed. I hope you guys really, really hate that we're not doing a show next week. <laughs> But anyway, we'll be at Denver. May do something later in the week. Maybe not a full show, but like a little touch on the touch up on Denver recap. Get some people on. We'll figure it out. Um, thanks for listening. Patreon.com support our sponsors. Moto X Pod Show. Tell your friends to, to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, get the word out there. Help us out. We we love all you guys. Appreciate seeing everybody. Look forward to seeing you in Denver. We're out. <laughs>